Welcome to the Real Life Positivity Podcast with Amy and Jamie. We are so glad you're here. We hope you enjoy this time with us as we explore real life situations through a positive lens. And now, I am Noticed co-founders and hosts, Amy Johnson and Jamie Lyon. Hello, Amy. Oh, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Hello, everybody. I'm doing a little dance move. I don't know why. Just feel happy. I'm happy. I love this time with you and connecting with everybody. Yes. We are episode six of our Real Life Positivity series, which I'm loving so much. And today we're going to be talking about difficult conversations. It's not something we talk about every day. No. Oh, how are you feeling about all that? I am feeling like that's the real life part of real life positivity. Yep. That real life includes difficult conversations on a normal basis. And right now with a little bit of a shaky, mm. I don't know what we call that terrain. Ah, such um, a good way to say that. It's kind of everything's up in the air a little bit and it makes those even height more heightened, I think. Yeah, um, for sure. The, when you don't agree with somebody or when you're not connecting with somebody. And sometimes we can just say, well, we're, we're going to table that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll do that later. <laughs> but sometimes we have to have them. So how we have them doesn't have to be as hard if we use the tools we know we have to connect. Absolutely. It's, yeah. this is vulnerable for me. And I know for you too, like, I don't love difficult conversations. I don't love difficult situations. I definitely love more joy and happy things, but yeah, I, I hear you and I agree. It's real. And I, I've had many difficult conversations and I navigate that all the time, just as everybody does. So um, I heard this really cool um, story on Facebook. It was like one of those copy and paste things, but oh, I just resonated with it so much. It was this, it started out like, we're all in the same boat, you know, and it kind of starts, it's, it goes like this hardships that were all these hardships that we're having. We're all in the same boat, but the it quickly said, actually, yeah, no, we're not in the same boat, friend. We are weathering the same storm, but every boat is different. And, oh, I just, I love that. And I know we talked about that a little bit too. So it's just a testament to that trauma language and everybody has a story and we don't know you might be in a yacht and that looks pretty, but it could be crazy hard inside your yacht. You could be in a speedboat. You could be in a sailboat. You could, every boat is different and you could barely be hanging on to a little log just yeah. barely with your head above water. Yeah. I'm imagining Tom Hanks and Castaway like totally. Totally. <laughs> outhouse shield. I know what a good example. Yeah, I mean, so. there's there's definitely um, some empathy and some compassion that we can find for each other yeah. when we just, just to get our heads around the fact that I don't I don't know exactly what's going on inside your four walls. Sure. Um, and everybody's got a story. Yeah, or lack of four walls. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like the the range yeah. of stories and circumstances for people is astonishing. And I think we've always been good at really noticing that and making sure that's at our forefront in our minds. And I think that's why it was important for us to talk about this today is understanding everybody's in a different boat 
and to discern and to have empathy for their situations. And then when you're in looking at yourself and you're, you have a difficulty that you're contending with, how do we do that? Especially right now when things feel so exaggerated. So that's just kind of what we wanted to hash out today. Yeah. I think there's so many layers of that. There's, there's the exterior, there's the physicality. What Mm -hmm. can I see in someone's life? Like you said, and you you can't always just judge that either. Sure. There's that layer. There's also like that internal, what makes you tick? What are your, what's your real story? What's, what your experience has been? And, um, and as you mentioned the vulnerability of it, I think part of why I feel more vulnerable with discussing, having, having difficult discussions or challenging discussions is that I know me mm-hmm. and I have a trigger around things not feeling stable when I, and, and that's, some people would call that a control issue. Um, I've worked hard to try to make sure that I don't try to control others but sure. there's no part of me that wonders if I feel more comfortable when there's a system in place and, um, and I can predict how my behavior is going to affect the outcome. It just, it's how, it's how I am. Um, like as a, like a funny side note, I can't use nitrous oxide, um, like laughing gas at the dentist because my brain goes into overdrive and I, I get so freaked out at the loss of control mentally yeah. that it actually gives me more anxiety. And I remember like trying to use it and um, my oral surgeon explaining that to me and him, him saying, well, oftentimes people who have control issues uh-uh. str- and I'm like, I don't have control issues. Right. I mean, yeah, I do. My control issues. I try very hard to keep away from other people. Yeah. But as a person, part of my story, it makes sense that I like things to be predictable and I like things to have structure. And, um, that doesn't mean that I'm not open and creative and all those things, but okay. So just take that one little sidebar, that one little nugget about me right now, any conversation I have that challenges me is going on top of that layer. That's a, I appreciate you telling me that, especially when you said in the very beginning of the conversation, like we're kind of in some unstable areas. And then you're saying, it's hard for me to be unstable. It is. So, wow. Just. So maybe we're like, thank you. That's so <laughs> Thank you. I feel your love. Yeah. So maybe we're just like talking about how, um, okay. YouTube yesterday was pitching me some kind of a fit and wouldn't let me upload our last episode. And is that a big deal? No. Is that solvable? Yes. But I sent you a message and said like, any chance you're logged into our YouTube account? Cause I can't, it won't let, it, Yeah, it's not working on a normal day. Sun shines out. I'm feeling no stress. That's just like, Hey, James, are you on YouTube? Cause mm-hmm. uh, I'm problem solving this yesterday. It's like, I don't want to bother her. I don't, my brain is like more complex about it. And you have no idea. Why would you? Cause I'm trying to, I was like, Right. Out, I closed down everything and then it worked. So it probably was on my end and not that I was doing that on purpose. No, no, no. But yeah, it was this glitchy. And so I think, I think what's interesting though, is that there's a whole bunch of, and, and I think as we start to unpack maybe how we use these tools, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of fiction mm-hmm. of story that I can create in my mind when I'm not feeling confident. 
Yep. And um, when I have to then do something maybe difficult, mm. even if it's not personal, it's just, or a personal attack, it's just harder. Yeah. All of a sudden that story can be like a runaway train. If we don't pull back in and say, okay, what do I know for sure? What do I want here? What good can I notice here? How can I receive the, the good that's coming my way and, and what impact am I having? And, th- and I know we're going to get into that and break that down, but for people who have already like really been exposed to I am notice and the practice of it, mm-hmm. I think that the practice of pulling ourselves back before we have to do difficult things and kind of getting set is a total game changer. Yeah. Cause then it takes that whole like fictitious, like YouTube's got a plot against me and Jamie's <laughs> making it hard. And I would never think that, no. but I mean, you know, we can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to those difficult things. Yep. And knowing your story, knowing you, and I love, I just want to really make sure we notice that right now is that you've done a lot of work to get to know yourself and to know you. And so, I mean, you were kind of in that, flow yesterday a little bit, but you were able to just lean into that, take a breath, reach out. I did made a few adjustments and then it worked. I don't know the rest of your story, of course, for the day, but such a good example of that was a really, and a normal day, like you said, could be a real simple thing, but it just felt so huge. Yeah. And so then imagine if you and I would have been, which is weird to imagine it like kind of in a hard space though. Yeah. You know, so I think knowing that real simple things can feel very big at any, any moment. We, again, depending on your situation and your, what's going on in your world. And then you add a difficult person or they're having a really hard time with something or in your enclosed quarters or gosh, there's so many, so many scenarios. So you take that understanding of yourself and you build upon that and then you have all these surface situations. So what, gosh, how do we, how do we do that? And how do we stay confident? And, and can we have, we can definitely have grace if we're not in a confident space with all that. Cause I, Oh, heck yeah. I got, we got to talk about that because there's just, it's, that's why this is real. Yeah. This is why this is a real conversation because I would say on a pretty no- normal basis, I feel pretty confident and pretty solid. But like you're saying, there's just so many times and elements where I don't feel that way. And then there is a difficult situation in front of me. Yeah. yeah. So I can't help but every time we even say it, I keep taking this like huge gasp for air, just yeah. like breath. Whew. Just to even for me to process it. Because I think, I, th- I think what gets com- complicated or confused, we are complicated. Like people, are, we're just complicated. There's a lot of parts and pieces going on here. Which is beautiful too. Absolutely. So I, I think that um, my intention for like, even going back to the YouTube example is to, to follow through with the commitment that I made to you to get that posted. Mm-hmm. And I also have in mind the whole timing, like this is, this looks like an easy conversation, but we have kind of a schedule and we know what's coming down the pike for the next week. And I think that what I do matters. And so if I mess it up, I get that first line of grace is, is really to myself, but then there's that next, I've got to ask you for that. I've, 
got to look at the consequences of that. Is that a big deal? And might somebody be listening and going, yeah, but that's, I mean, who would know the difference or why would it matter? It matters to me because the work matters to me. No different than if as a mom, I, you know, were to make dinner and not have people show up for it or be kind about it or clean up their dishes afterwards or what, like that feeling, it doesn't matter what the task is. Sure. If you've invested in something, even if it's watching Netflix, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If you've said, this is what I'm going to do. And then it doesn't start to work right. Mm -hmm. And you don't feel connection with the people around you. It's so easy to kind of short circuit and totally kind of lose our minds on what we know for sure. So I love that we have tools in place that can help us practice that. And and here's another thing before we like kind of dive into those tools. It's a practice. Absolutely. Such a good practice. So many times and I needed to practice it yesterday. And luckily though, the cool thing is um, muscle memory kicks in and and memory memory kicks in and it, it's not as hard to pick up the tool. It's like a pretty quick, uh, I'm starting to go down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. Uh, what tools do I have oh, to pick up? I'm getting no. out of it. Yeah, there's just no reason. I, I don't know if this will make sense here. Um, but the, a long, long time ago, maybe even in high school, somebody gave the word picture to me of like, um, I was walking down a street. There was a hole. I fell in the hole. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm out of the hole. Um, the next day I was walking down the street, saw the hole, fell in it, <laughs> climbed out of the hole. Yeah. The next day I was walking down the street, said to myself, that's the street with the hole in it. Yeah. Walked down it anyway, fell in the hole. Yep. Fell in hole. You know, the next day walked down the, started to walk down the street and thought, I'm going to take another street. There's a hole in that street. And I think that's the nature of practice. It's like, we kind of have all these different little things in life that we can learn from. And as we build, it gets easier and easier to make choices. Shoot. Maybe there's some days where I'm like, Hey, that's the street with the hole in it. And I really want to spend some time in that hole today. (laughs) I'm going to go down there. I know it's there. No, no judgment. It's just being able to choose. Absolutely. And all while remembering, like, I'm going to go back to that that instability, like you're unstable, even while you're walking down that street. So like there's that undercurrent and that undertone of our stories that make those choice, that that make that practice what that is. So I think that's a really good reminder in this conversation. Yeah. Different triggers for different people. For ourselves and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's cool because like I'm thinking, okay, so maybe I've done the work to know what my trigger is. Maybe you've done the work to know what your trigger is. You've unpacked that, but I don't know it, you yeah. know. So maybe, you know, maybe maybe for some, and I, I think this is a common thing um, because people have talked so much in these last few weeks about the difference between the sun shining and then when there's cold and rainy days. yeah just even that kind of trigger, Absolutely. like, Oh, I just feel low today. Even based on the weather, it might, it doesn't have to be a big emotional reason or a big part of a story that's dramatic, but knowing that that undercurrent is playing a role when we go to have those difficult conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, and for each of us differently. 
Oh, sweet us. Sweet us, people. Sweet, sweet we're doing the best we can. Absolutely. We're, we're thriving. I don't mean, that sounded, that sounded different than I want to say it. I, it's not that I think, like, oh, we're getting by. It's just we are always... I believe doing the best we can. Oh, wholeheartedly. And I, again, I think that's why we're having this real conversation. I, it's, I absolutely love when the sun comes out. It brings me joy. It makes me happy. It just does create this little tone for me, you know? And when it's gray and cloudy, it, it adjusts. So I hear you. I think it's, it's true. And it's, I think more exaggerated for other people based off their stories. So I, I think there's definitely, it's valid to talk about, but. So when, when the um, circumstances are out of our control, mm -hmm. when there's no sunshine outside, I know a lot of times like you, you love the quote, like bring your own sunshine or be your own yeah. sunshine. And I, and I, I totally agree. I think for me, part of my coping um, mechanism to not um, liking the instability is knowing that I can control the things I can control and knowing what those are and having tools in place to do them. And one of the things I love about I Am Noticed is the foundation of discovery yeah. like, makes the assumption that this is figure outable. Mm. Like let's, let's, get, let's get creative and curious here and ask good questions. And from there, we can practice lots of things that can help us to choose how we want to be regardless if it's sunshiny or gray. Totally. Um, and I, so I think let's unpack that. that. So let's give a scenario for having like a difficult situation or a conversation. And so we have this cycle that we've put, we put into place for our trainings. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be great tools to share with everybody. So if you're having a difficult conversation, like you just said, We'll always start with discovery and asking good questions. It kind of levels it out, softens the situation a bit, I guess, if you're not like just going in right with a problem solving mode. But yeah, I think, I think it softens it up. I also think that it gives us a better chance of actually, especially if we're dealing with somebody else, like if a yeah. difficult conversation with somebody else, it gives us a better chance of getting on the right foot. Yes. Instead of assuming what that, where that other person is coming from. Yeah. So I might think that, I, that we're having a difficult conversation and the person I'm talking to might not have any clue. They're in their own, they've been thinking about their own thing. They haven't, sure. they haven't realized that I have a problem with anything sure. and I'm going to come at something like this is a problem. And that person is like from left field, what just happened? Are you pissed at me? Like what's happening? Like, right. you know, so yeah. I think that I think that discovery is softening, but I also think that it's really important mm -hmm. for connection. So if we're if we're communicating with each other, so we even know what we're talking about. Totally. And what we're listening to, what we're hearing, not yeah. just talking about. Yeah. Discovery. Discovery Sweet. number one. Yep. So start with some discovery and then set, setting some intentions, like what do you want? What do you want for this conversation? What do you want for this person? What do you want for yourself? How would you say that? I would say, yeah, the, the ten, intentionality is, is always huge for me. And mm. like thinking about the I am notice cycle and the want to, what's, what is my attitude? Yeah. Is my attitude an attitude of I want to connect with this person, mm -hmm. um, resolve the situation, 
um, make the world a better place? Or is my attitude, I want to be right. Mm -hmm. I want vindication. I want, you know, I, I want this person to, to change their behavior. Mm. Sometimes that in and of itself is the fix. Wow. If I'm all of a sudden aware that, oh, I'm just kind of acting like a brat here. I may not even need to have the conversation. I mean, that, that's a reality for me. If I'm just wanting it to be different because dang it, this is Amy's world and it should go the way I want it to go. I, I, if I check in with myself there, it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, I'm like, okay, I'm going to back off that. So, so yes, intention, attitude, attitude. What do you want? Well, you're want to, gosh, that's such a good reminder. Even difficulty or not. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So we got our heart set and then we can move up into our headspace. Mm -hmm. of after you've kind of have your attitude checked. So how, how are you, how are you feeling about yourself overall? So mm -hmm. what are some of those I am's that you're thinking about you? Do you, I, do you feel solid? Do you feel wavering? Do you feel anxious, you know, worried, concerned, or do you, do you feel calm, peaceful? So mm -hmm. I think just that awareness in addition to the attitude would be huge prior to going into a difficult situation. Woo or any situation, but specifically in the difficulties here. I am, how am I feeling about me? So getting yourself set in your heart and your attitude and in your mind, then taking that after you've taken the time to notice the goodness in yourself, what's next? Noticing it in others. And I think that, you know, it, it mm -hmm. sometimes it's appropriate to say it right there, depending on what difficult conversation you're having. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's appropriate to say, you know, I, I, I see that you're, I see that you're trying here, or I see that I've, I've seen that you've put a lot of effort in here or something, giving some goodness, but yeah. sometimes it's not. And that is a really challenging thing because sometimes it can feel like manipulation. Sometimes it can feel like the person's not ready to hear a kind word from you yet, or they're not going to believe it yet. Yeah. And so I think that even, um, even if it's not appropriate to say it yet, I think it's okay to feel it, to think, gosh, I'm grateful for this person. I'm grateful that they're, that they're willing to sit here and have this conversation with me. Um, I'm willing, I'm grateful, you know, whatever that is for you. But I, I think that the timing of sharing that in a difficult conversation is a little bit of an art form mm, It has to come sure. authentically. Um, yeah or else it, it, it can seem manipulative and, and not authentic, um, not yeah. authentic. Yeah. Um, so, but, but gratitude for each other does change how we talk to each other. Oh, if I'm grateful for, for you and you, I see your personhood and I noticed you versus you're just something that's annoying me. I'm going to talk very differently. So noticing is important. Love that. Yeah. And then what's so cool is after you've noticed somebody, and you, even if it's just subconscious gratitude, you know, that yeah. comes back to you in the receiving. And, and being, being willing to do that when we're feeling vulnerable is hard. It's so I think. hard. Yes. Um, we have a tendency to want to deflect that on a normal sunny day. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if as people, but, but I think practicing letting people be grateful for you too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and practicing letting people, um, 
be honest with you about what they see in you and, mm-hmm. and receiving that is, is really important. And it's definitely something that needs to be practiced. Oh, to get comfortable with it. And it is. And I think making sure you're recognizing your humility in that. Um, and I think that's why people don't always receive it's because they're just trying to be humble, but knowing that that's why we call it a cycle like to keep that, that ever flowing of good going if we're not receiving and slowing down to take take that in when we skip that step then it can really fuel our depletion yes it. yeah so, and, it, and it directly impacts our want to later yep yeah 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 so if somebody's saying you know well i i appreciate that you're you know i don't even know going back to like i appreciate that you make dinner or I don't even know what that is, whatever that thing is. Um, and you go, well, that's no big deal. That's just what I do. Or, um, eh, you know, a lot of times just literally, and I've witnessed this so much, just not acknowledging it. Like there's not even like a, hmm. I mean, it's thanks for making dinner. It's so rude not to respond to someone when they say something to you directly, but it's like that uncomfortableness or I've moved on. And then, then what I think happens um, is that later people will be like, nobody even cares if I make dinner. Everybody's on their own tonight Mm. or, and that's just a silly example. I'm not sure how that translates for people, but well, it's, it's true. Very real. The reminder of just a, even if it's a quick thank you that you're just putting that out there, it's, you know, then that might help you, even though you're feeling like that's just what I do inside, you know, but if you could just say, thank you, it just, it kind of can adjust the environment and the culture and the energy around you. It does. Or maybe, or maybe you're welcome. Like like somebody says, thank you for making dinner. Like you're like, you're welcome. I mean, we teach when my kids were little, that was one of our four rules. Listen, mind, be kind, use manners. (laughs) <laughs> like you use manners, just, just acknowledging the other person when they are kind. So yeah, that receiving piece is big. We could do it. We'll do a whole other, well, a whole, a whole other episode on that. Yeah. But cause I, I had a, a student I was working with and I gave her this, like this, a real subtle, quick little compliment. She's like, thank you. And I was like, yes, it's just, and it felt good for me too. You know, yeah. like, way to re- I was, I totally Absolutely. said way to receive that. Thank yeah. you for taking that in so confidently. Yeah. It was so cool. The, the word picture that I often use, and I think um, it's easy to imagine a little kid handing you a masterpiece. And that little kid knows it's a masterpiece. And I don't know an adult who wouldn't say thank you. The child just gave you something totally. from Such their heart. And it didn't have to be perfect. And it didn't have to be at anything certain. It just, it just was the gift. And so I think if we can kind of dumb it down to that simple. And, and just, we would, gosh, if you're listening in and receiving's hard for you and we know it is for a lot of us, it is for us too. Um, we just, again, it's a practice. Yeah. So as you might give more, notice more, be ready. It's going to come back to you. So okay. just, just practice that receiving. And then what's so cool about, after we practice that whole cycle, then in itself, those are all positive ripples and that we are rippling out that goodness. And so reflecting back on the difficulty and the, the origin of this conversation, we're having difficult conversations. And like, I even just felt our energy from talking about 
difficult conversations and then talking about our cycle and it's, it's, I even feel a shift in me. Yeah. So not to downplay that there's difficulty, there are difficulties and we have to have those conversations, but just gosh, knowing, setting your attitude, getting your head set, your mind, your mindset, and then being able to notice something good about that person pre-conversation, during the conversation and post-conversation, knowing that that goodness will come back to you and then that ultimately will create a positive ripple. Just so exciting. It's a strategy. It's a strategy in, and in, in where there's an absence of strategy, it's overwhelming. And so yeah. I think that's the energy shift. There's, yeah. there's literally like this strategy gives, brings hope mm-hmm. that we could resolve a difficult situation or conversation productively and proactively. And so kind of to, to kind of like the overall conversation and, and anybody who's around me much probably gets annoyed with me saying this so often, but that's why I think this is vital. Yeah. Cause I know I, cause I said soft earlier. I, know, so but I wanted to bring it back. So I, yeah. I, when I met soften, I think sometimes when it's difficult, it can feel really intense. So that was my intentionality with the word soft in there. And I know your heart for that. And I wholeheartedly agree yeah. that these skills can seem soft, but they are now go, 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 go. They're vital, vital, vital. vital. Yeah. They, they are. They, <laughs> I really think, I, I think that we can survive without them, mm-hmm. but we cannot thrive. We cannot get along well. And when it's more challenging, we need them even more. Um, and so I do think that, yeah, we could just nose down, get through it, get as much done as possible. And whatever the casualties of war are the casualties of war. And and it's just not how I want to choose to be or how I think we have to choose to be. I think we can use strategy to take what's overwhelming and make it I, I want I want to say a strategy of hope, but I know that's controversial. It seems too soft, mm-hmm. but it gives us hope instead of feeling like this is a lost cause. I think that should be our call to action today. Mm-hmm. Using that strategy strategies. Uh, if if you're familiar with our cycle, what a great strategy! If maybe there's one little thing you heard today that you could take into a difficult conversation or a situation, that's our call to action. It's just practice. And to use these strategies, and I, gosh, I hope I feel like this was relevant for a great day, non-difficult situations. I mean, you could lay this over anything. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. We we love that philosophy. So hope it was beneficial, and I loved our conversation. That's good. It's good because it's real and it's positive. Yes, it's real life. It's real life, baby. Real life. So now you sound like Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Love me some Eye of the Tiger. So good. So good. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to have the conversation. And and I think think it's interesting, too. We can have a conversation about difficult conversation, and it's hard to do it quickly. Mm -hmm. Even in all the little nuggets today, we could unpack a bunch more. Mm -hmm. When we think things are hard, there's lots of layers there. And so for anybody who maybe heard us and it triggered for them frustration or hard or whatever, 
I just want to make sure that we're sensitive to the fact that in a lot of ways, we tried to make light of difficult conversations and use simple examples. Yeah. But the very nature of it is that we are empathetic and compassionate people who have had the privilege of people trusting us with their stories. And we know that sometimes those difficult conversations are overwhelming to the point that it's hard to see how a strategy this simple can make a difference, but we've seen it and we believe in it. And so there's some, there's some impact and gravity to this Mm -hmm. work because we know that it works on little tiny little YouTube problems. And we know that it also helps in really big important things. So I hope people will know our hearts on that, that, um, that we're trying to keep it light so we can talk about it. We know it's a big, it's a big thing for a lot. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And I know it is like, it's, I hope it translates well and that people feel our heart for it. And I know I can tend to get excited and I can't help that. That's who I am, but I don't want to change that. No, I can't, I can't do that. And I don't want to, but I, I do get excited with knowing that these strategies do work. And that's where that enthusiasm comes from. But absolutely, I hear you. And thank you for saying that. And going back to the beginning, that no matter what boat you're in, we love you. And we see you and we value your story and your hardships and your joys. So absolutely. So good. We're all just doing the best we can, like you said earlier. So. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you and love you. I love you, Amy Johnson. I love you, too. time. Always okay. signing off with the heart. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you and connect. We know there are so many resources available, and we want to be on your list where you can find goodness. If you are looking for programming to support positive culture for students, staff, and families in the K-12 space, please visit IamNoticed.org. From there, or through the links below, you can find all of our social media and ways to connect. Hope you feel noticed and valued.